everybody, welcome back to Navigating Motherhood. I have Kennedy here. Kennedy, say hey. Hey. Kennedy has been a guest before and um, she wanted to come back on because she's so fun to talk to. So I was just like, dude, I need to upload something and I need somebody to entertain my listeners. And she was like, okay, I got it. So here Kennedy is. She is pregnant with her third, if you guys don't remember. So, Kennedy, how's that been going? I mean, I can explain everything, right? Yeah, you, you do you. Okay. And I was going to say, I don't know how freaking entertaining it will be, but... You're you're so funny, you don't even know it. Well, thanks, but... You're welcome. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, I'm, I am pregnant with my third, and um, obviously, it's been the hardest. I feel like... <laughs> Anybody that I've talked to that has several will probably agree with that. So um, the only reason why it's been the hardest is because I have to take care of two others. So that's like the main thing. And so at the end of the day, my back is killing me because I'm running around, you know, chasing a two and not even one year old. Yeah. And you're not. Yeah. And you're not just like sitting down like home like you're out and about you're doing things i was gonna say well and that's probably i should probably relax but like we (laughs) we do stuff i would say like four or five days a week just because it keeps me busy it keeps them busy it keeps all of our brains occupied and it just it just helps everything i I, I a thousand percent agree the only thing is you're just a little bit more tired on those days Exactly. I know. But like less meltdowns. It, yeah. Yeah. And if it screws up their nap time, whatever, I just won't get a nap that day. Cause typically I try and like sync them up and like nap for like an hour or so. So that's what I did today. But yeah. Okay. So found out I was pregnant literally the day Penelope turned four months old. Okay, so, so that was that. Did you tell this part in the last one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I I didn't listen to it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to listen to myself talk. So I didn't listen to it. I don't listen to my podcast either. After I do, I mean, besides editing it, (laughs) yeah, edit, edit, post, and call it a day. I do not listen to it because I also don't want to listen to myself talk. And I also already got all the information, like, because I literally did it, you know? Yeah. But anyway, okay, four months old, your baby's four months old, and you found out you're pregnant again. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't know. I, so here's, I want to throw up. (laughs) So here's the thing. So Stan and I, we knew we wanted to have more kids. Did we want one? immediately after this time around probably not necessarily but it didn't matter because we were going to have more anyway so okay cool it just came sooner than what we expected right we did it before we can do it again i feel like personally with my lifestyle i think my body heals pretty quickly and i'm up and doing things and it's not like a huge issue i don't know that's just me Because, like, a lot of, obviously, like, I would say most doctors will recommend, like, 
I think they say like 18 to 24 months between. And I think um, some other studies will say even 12 months between is fine. So I don't yeah. know. It just really depends I mean, on who you are and what you're doing. So, yeah. And your body, like what your body is, like if it's, you have a healthy body, if you, you know, you eat well, you exercise well, like you'll bounce back faster. Yeah. Then so others. I wasn't too worried about that entire aspect of it because I had done it before because Gigi and Penelope are like 14 or 15 months apart. So it like same concept there. And that yeah. and that was like a hundred percent planned. Like we wanted them close like that. This one we didn't really like care one way or the other i guess so yeah i'm having a boy i don't think i told i didn't even know oh yeah the last time yeah so i have two girls and this one's a boy so that's cool that's exciting that's gonna be fun <laughs> very different it's gonna be different in like all kinds of fun ways yeah and i have only purchased one new outfit this time so a lot of people are like, oh, having having kids is expensive. Blah, blah. It is. It can be very expensive, but it doesn't have to be. The only yeah. like the only major purchase we are going to do is trade my vehicle for a minivan, which won't even be a cost because after I trade, I don't think I'm going to have a car payment. So it's honestly, oh, you know, bet. yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're so, just getting a new car. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's the only like huge thing we'll have to do. Minivan so, life. I'm honestly excited because I would be too. Yeah, everybody's like everybody shits on minivans. I don't even care. Honestly, it's there's room. Heck yeah, and I don't know. It's spacious. So yeah, whatever. and you need that space with three children. Exactly. So honestly, I wish I had that space with my one child. Just I know. I feel like I have several friends who just have one kid and they have like they'll have like a gigantic SUV or even like a third row SUV. And I'm like, what for? Like, <laughs> but I get Listen. it. You have a lot of stuff. Like you if you want to pack a stroller, if you want to pack a diaper bag, if you want to pack an extra bag of clothes and stuff, like toys. And if you like your friends. You yeah, all drive together somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So um just because I'm like very low maintenance, I was like, well, what if we did just three car seats across the back seat? I've done it once. It was horrible. So I was like, well, I don't know, let's try it again. So the other day I went out there and I tried to put the third car seat in there and I was like, no, I'm not doing this. So yeah, the minivan, it's got to be a thing. Yes. I've, I've been putting it off. Yeah, are you going to get that before he gets here? I mean, obviously, right? Yeah, so I actually like I found one in Springfield um that was like low lower mile, miles and decent price for what it is. I'm not picky. I'm literally not picky. I just want <laughs> It's got to yeah. run Literally. I mean, it's got to be reliable. I don't want it to shit out. Reliable and run. Yeah. I yeah. don't care if it's freaking purple. It's mine. Yeah. So the one I found was like 
less than 60,000 miles and oh, nice. like and like $15,000. What? So a very good deal for what you're going to get. So Absolutely. I like sent an email or something Sunday or Monday about it and I didn't hear back. So I'm going to call them uh, probably tomorrow. I, sh- I see. I'm just procrastinating because whatever. Well, you have a lot on your plate. And so I don't blame you at all. Yeah. I've been meaning to schedule Ellie a dentist appointment. And after doing that podcast with Carlin, I'm like, I really need to schedule a for a dentist appointment and i still haven't done it so here we are well i yes after listening to that i'm like cool it looks like i should have taken them to the dentist like 20 years ago but okay because <laughs> she was like oh she has a tooth get her into the dentist and i'm like oh okay well i haven't been you know what i haven't been to the dentist in like eight years and finally going next week yeah, to the Lakeland program. To the Lakeland program for $25, I think. Honestly, this is would be... Or is it 15 Uh, I want to say whoever's, whoever I messaged said it was like 25 I think Carlin said 15 and that might be for a kid. Oh, maybe they up the prices. It, I don't know. Could I don't be. know. Anyway. Yeah, so back on track, I guess. Uh, I don't even know. Um, Take it back to your pregnancy. Um, Not only is it hard because you have your, well, one, growing a human, and two, you're trying to keep two other humans alive. But also, share about your little blood pressure or scare. Okay, so everything had been going. Oh, can I? Do you want me to talk about like my providers and like what led me to that oh first. yes yes okay. so yes, yes, yes. like the millisecond i found out i was pregnant i was like cool i am not having another c-section and i'm not i mean i would prefer to not have a hospital birth if i could avoid it so i was like looking at my options home birth is i feel like literally so hard to find a provider like a midwife to do that in this area you have to basically live in bloomington or like a more populated area around here like i'm i'm in this home birth group to i was just kind of like putting a feeler out to see if anybody knew and there's yeah. like the, the closest one is like bloomington so i'm not really sure and i love that people can do it unassisted but i'm not one of those people you know what i mean yeah oh, I just, uh- I, Absolutely. Especially your first time having a a home birth, I feel like. And I just think, like, be back, too. I just would like a a little bit of help there. but um, And then so close together. Right. So, I had um, talked to the birth center in Bloomington during my last pregnancy. And I was going to switch over there. But I didn't. I kind of chickened out. I don't know. I just had like too much on my schedule. I was working full time in Decatur, like 50, hour, 50 hours a week or so. I just couldn't get over to make those appointments. So I was like, okay, no, probably not right now. Not for me. Yeah. 
Plus, she was breached and never flipped anyway, so it would have been a C-section regardless, probably. Yeah. So, this time I said, okay, well, let's just do it. I mean, why not? So I called them, made the appointment, went. Everything has been going great. And then probably week 23, I went into the office and I had like two high blood pressure readings. And during my last pregnancy, I had high blood pressure toward the end, but it didn't start until like week 36. So like week 23, I'm like, okay, this is freaking early. Hello. Yeah. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, this is obnoxious. Like this is literally ruining everything. Right. (laughs) And prior to that, prior to that, my blood pressure had been like literally perfect. Like in the 110s. Oh yeah. Uh, Like literally fine. And I went in and my readings were like in the 150s. So I'm like, I know. I was like, what the heck? What the actual heck? So they were like, okay, the risk out of the birth center, you have to have high blood pressure at two separate appointments. So I'm like, okay, cool. So one appointment. Measured my blood pressure at home because they told me to, obviously. And it was high at home as well. So at my next appointment, I told them that. And they took it. Again, obviously, and it was high. So they were like, okay, well, we have to refer you to an OB. Um, if you go to, like, their website, they share, like, a whole list of different... Um, I'm, like, breathing really heavy because I'm out of breath. No, oh, you're okay. I can't <laughs> even hear it. You sound perfect. Okay. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm just super pregnant and talking. <laughs> so... Oh my gosh, bless your heart. Gotta catch my breath here. Yeah. All right. Okay, so their website has a whole page of like different things that would disqualify you from giving birth at the birth center. One of them is gestational hypertension, which they then diagnosed me with and said, okay, we know this OB. We're going to refer you to him. You'll see him from now on. So I'm like, cool. So I saw him. I would say four times. Um, Yeah, I saw him four times. And every single time at my appointments. Well, I guess let's start at the first appointment. My blood pressure reading was okay. It was like 130-something. Oh, good. Not horrible. Not the greatest. Right. So he prescribed me with a blood pressure medication. I took it once. It was horrendous. It just made me feel really weird. Made my head feel weird. It made my, like, breathing slow down. I was just not into it. Yeah. And um, so I was like, okay, I'm not going to take this. And I'm going to, like, try and manage it myself. So I did. And um, so I had just been um, walking a lot more. And, like, being more conscious of what I was eating. So, um, making sure I was eating more, uh, like, protein and fruits and veggies. Drinking a ton of water and just doing all of the things that were good for my body. Yeah. 
not that I was horrible before, but I was obviously more aware of what I was like consuming to make sure that I could like do this on my own. Yeah. So, um, at the next few appointments and my blood pressure log, everything was fine. I would say like, again, back into the one tens, one twenties, perfectly fine. So that's awesome. Yeah. And honestly, one of the like foods that I read about, um, was peaches to help lower blood pressure. And I'm not kidding you. During this pregnancy, I've probably eaten 200 peaches. I'm not joking. So I'm not going to say it was the peaches, but I think it was the peaches. Uh, heck yeah. Peaches, y'all. I eat like five a day. I'm not even kidding. They're, I don't know. So here's my question. Why did this OB not suggest that you, or even like, I feel like even the birth center, like, why do they not just be like, okay, so your blood pressure is high this time, and maybe the second time. Here are some ways to lower your blood to lower your blood pressure. Like, did they do that? Okay, or did, so did they freak out and send you to the OB or what? I think okay. So since the birth center is like freestanding and not affiliated with a hospital, like they obviously partner with OBs for emergencies and stuff. Since they are their own entity, they are not OBs, and they don't take high-risk patients. They have to be extra cautious, I think. Yeah, okay. Like, I did... Yeah, so, like, I did the 24-hour urine, where I had to pee in the jug. Remember, I saw you at the park? Right, yeah. Yeah. So, I had to pee in the jug, take it. No protein in my urine, like, not enough to be alarming. So it wasn't preeclampsia that's been ruled out. Um, They did recommend like a type of diet I could do, which was like high protein. And it was, it's called like the brewer diet. So I looked into that too. And honestly, it just wasn't, I like to eat and I like to eat good stuff. Yeah. It wasn't appealing to me. And I understand like, okay, but you're trying to get healthy, but I mean, I did it in a different way, I suppose. So you still, yeah, you still did it. You still lowered your blood pressure. Yeah. And I think um, another factor was at the time of like the high blood pressure, I was, um, we were, we like sold our house and we were going to move to Minnesota and then we were going to move to Lincoln. And then my husband's job was like, hey, we have this position closer to Sullivan. So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy another house if we're just going to move somewhere else in Sullivan. So we avoided the contract. And after that, like after all of that mess, my blood pressure. Yeah, exactly. So my blood pressure, like, definitely, like, chilled. Yeah, chilled out. Um, So I feel like that was a huge thing. Oh, yeah. So, 100%. So, this is hilarious. Okay, you're going to die. Maybe people listening might think this is funny too. I don't know. So, at every visit, so like I said, I saw this guy, this OB, like four or five times, right? So, um, the appointments would be very short, which I feel like 
if anybody sees an OB, that's very common. No matter where you go, I, I haven't, I don't know. I feel like if you've had a good experience with an OB and like a solid OB that you like and trust and like have built a relationship with, please like share them with other people in your life because I feel like it's very hard to find that. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. So because whenever I was with Carl, they were not very personable and kind of were just like, hey, get you in and out. That's who I had with Gigi. Um, and then with my second, it was a private practice. And she had a lot of patience. But she wasn't like... It was more personable because she was a private provider. Um, yeah. But still, like, in and out. But this guy was literally, like... He's, he's private as well. But he is... <laughs> I don't know. I just think... He's probably just like, oh, she's coming from the birth center. Like, she's not really my patient, but now she is, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So we, at the appointment, we went over how I have two kids. One vaginal, one via C-section. Okay? Okay. So, and we talked about it, like, twice. Two, like, two or three times. Like, it was brought up at every appointment just because... I mean, it's relevant to one. Well, okay, but you have to say it every time, right? That's a little weird. Like, look at my chart. Hello. But also, at my last appointment, before he released me to the birth center, he goes, he's looking at my belly. He's measuring it, you know, how they do. And he's checking position of the baby. And he doesn't say anything. So I'm like, so what, like, hello? Like, is he head down? I paranoid paranoid because, like, my last one was breached. Like, let me know. Right. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's head down. And I'm like, cool, can you just mention that? Thanks. And then he goes, listen, he goes, what's that scar from? My C-section scar. He goes, what's that scar from? What? I was like... Literally in my head. I'm like, are you literally joking? Like, please tell me he was joking. No. He was like, what's that abdominal scar from? And I'm like, are you actually kidding? What is it? Is it what did you have a okay? Did you have an emergency C section? No, it's very it's a standard, normal C section scar. Transverse cut, yes. Oh my it, gosh. I mean, I didn't have a tummy tuck. That's the only other thing I could think of. I'm I'm literally 27. If, I mean, if you've had a tummy tuck before, then great. I but okay. that's me. That is, is he even qualified to freaking give to help birth babies? Like that's insane. Like he has definitely performed a C-section before. Like you'd assume he would with the scar afterward. Who I knows mean, at this point? I saw right. I mean, I saw photos of like him in the hallway of like with babies he had delivered and like he's definitely delivered twins which a lot of OBs will push for c-sections so yeah he's oh my gosh that's freaking crazy yeah i was literally like holy shit um okay well this is a professional i suppose i'm so happy that you are not my doctor yeah, so then he, 
release me back. And every time he would be like, well, your blood, your blood pressure's good. And like question it and like make it seem like it could be better. And I'm like, my last blood pressure reading at the office was 124 over 74. I'm like, how much better do you want me to do, dude? I mean, yeah. Standard, standard is 120 over 80. If that helps anybody who okay. doesn't. Yeah. I was kind of like, so I have no idea because my the highest my blood sh- blood pressure has ever been was like 125, and that was while I was giving birth. So, yeah, and that's like normal, normal for people. Yeah. So like, I cannot relate. My blood pressure normally is like 104, 105, or yeah. whatever. And that's like not low, but it's it's still not horrible, you know. No, it's like, yeah, like you you can't get more perfect. Right. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. Basically, I'm back at the birth center and my next appointment's next week. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, the yeah. birth center, we kind of talked about this, but, like, basically, do you kind of want to explain, like, what the birth center is just real quick? Okay. Yeah. So, I want to say it is, like, I think, I don't know. Don't quote me, but I'm 99% sure it's the only freestanding birth center in so i'll say southern illinois even though it's bloomington because you know chicago is northern illinois so right i think south of cook or will county it is the only freestanding birth center um and they um it's midwives who practice there and they can do everything that an ob can essentially Besides the C-section. Right, besides the C-section. They can deliver your baby. They have the tools that they need to, like, if if there's, like, uh, if baby is in distress or something, for example, or um, needs oxygen after birth, they can do that. But they take a more natural, natural approach. They don't do inductions. If you are... Between 37 and 42 weeks, you can deliver there. Um, obviously, like, on their website, there's, like, a list of things that would, like, if you have those certain particular things, you can't deliver there. Like, for example, in Illinois, if you have had more than two C-sections, you cannot give birth at a birth center. It is just illegal thing that they do i don't know um and that's not to say you couldn't have a home birth after it's just birth centers, right you know? yeah protecting so, just protecting the birth center yeah yeah exactly so um their their c-section rate which means that obviously they don't they wouldn't do a c-section there they would transfer you to the hospital to have a c-section for whatever reason I want to say their C-section rate is like 3% compared to, I saw a statistic recently, and in Illinois in 2020, the C-section rate was like 30%, 30 30.8%. Wow. And that's not something I realized until I had one. Um, Whenever I, sorry. Whenever whenever I had Gigi. Do what? Spicy pickles. Yeah, dude. I ran out. I ate them all. Um, whenever I had Gigi, it wasn't on my mind that a C-section could ever be a possibility. It's not something I even considered. But 
if one in three are having one, like it's pretty freaking common. And I feel like yeah. I've heard so many stories of um what what they call a failed induction, which you know, just means like, okay, for some reason we can't get the baby out, so C section it is. Um I feel like I've heard that so much more recently. I don't know. Yeah. I, ne- I, yeah. never- I never heard it with Gigi. Whenever I was pregnant with Gigi. Uh, well, I heard a lot of people like, oh, well, we're going to wait like to get maybe um, see if you have a C-section or if you have a normal vaginal birth before because I want to get you something for your post or your postpartum care. And I'm like, I mean, I'm probably just going to have her vaginally right like right. but like now like my like we are so accustomed like oh well we don't know what's gonna happen so because like these women are going in to get induced and or they're going in to have a scheduled c-section like it's just as common practice now and yeah we're not letting our bodies really do it themselves right and i i definitely would say like if you're, you need to make sure if you, if you choose an OB over a midwife or you choose a hospital over a birth center, for example, make sure your OB, uh, like just check and see like what his, what his or her, what his or her C-section rate is or the hospital, I guess you could, you could look up as well. Most yeah. hospitals, most hospitals in the area are like. I've looked it up before because I was just curious. Like anywhere, like anywhere in the twenty percent percent is yeah. um, wow. what they and that and that just kind of will uh, help you like whether or not um, say you're not progressing fast enough or this or that. Like that particular doctor or um, hospital may have other tools to help you dilate quicker um to avoid the c-section whereas like at carl literally um they gave me like 30 minutes i was pushing for like 30 minutes and they're like if she's not out the next push like we have to go to c-section and i'm like what for yeah i pushed ellie for 20 or for two hours for 20 two hours, hours. i'm sorry yeah. no someone I'm um, tired I was texting someone today and they said her friend pushed for six hours and mm. still had still had a vaginal birth. It's just um six hours? There there is definitely a time and place for C section. However, yeah. um if you can avoid them, I mean obviously I mean there emer- I mean um, there's such thing called emergency C section, which is different than like a plant planned quote quote or like a timely mannered C-section. Right. But like I feel like C-section in general should be like worst case scenario, last last resort. Oh, exactly. The mom and the baby are both in trouble. Like we need to get the baby out. It is time for a C-section. Like I think yes, use the tools, use the knowledge that we have in our medical field for 100%. But like it's not it's not it's so much like it's so common that it's no longer an emergency cuz now they have two separate names an emergency c-section and then a planned c-section you know what i mean yeah and like the amount of 
what they call emergency C-sections that are true emergencies are very minimal. Like, yeah, if you say you had an emergency C-section, it probably wasn't an emergency. Like, and I mean, that's not to like downplay anything, but no, right. Truth of it. Like, obviously if something terrible is happening and you're rushed back there and you're put under anesthesia and this and that and whatever. Yeah. But um, most doctors and nurses will say, yeah, no, most of them aren't emergencies. Like, it's just, it is what it is. Um, yeah. Kayla, the one, Kayla Kerner, her podcast on here, she, I think it was like number four or something. Or maybe, I don't know, something like that. It's on there. Kayla Kerner, she ended up having a C-section and she had a midwife to start. Um, and so I think she was in labor for like a really, really long time. And it got to the point where she, like, her body physically, she was so dehydrated and so exhausted because she was in labor, like, for, like, three days. Like, active labor or something nuts. Like, super, like, like, the only thing left. I mean, she had the epidural and everything. And, like, she was exhausted. And the baby was not, I mean, he was not coming out. And so the midwife really respected her. And, like, she went a lot longer than... Um, she would have if she had OB because the midwife was like, okay, do you have it in you? Because you're safe and the baby's safe. But do you yeah. have the, do you have, she's like, yeah, I got it. So then they went, you know, a few more hours and then she's like, okay, at this point, I don't think that you are safe as the mom, you know? And so yeah. they did the, they did the C-section and the OB was like, she literally told Kayla, the OB, that if you were my patient, you were been in here already. And yeah. Kayla was just like, that's exactly why I did not go with you or an OB for that exact exact reason. Exactly. Yep. Ugh, I hate that story that she tells. I feel so bad for that. I hate that. Um, she had a really great and successful birth because the baby was here and she got to go. But she got to do it as long as she could, you know. But like that last negative comment. Ugh, that's so irritating. Yeah, I also just think, like, obviously, like, if you're to a point where you're in labor for, like, 12 years, and, like, you're just so exhausted, you haven't slept, you haven't eaten, because hospitals don't let you freaking eat, um, then, yeah, obviously, like, get the dang baby out, (laughs) because how much longer can you actually physically take? Right. Um, Um, I want to move on real quick. The birthing back to the birthing center and what it is. Have you been in like a room where they deliver or you deliver? Like, what does it look like? Yes. Yeah, so, um, they have three, they call them birthing suites, and it's literally a gigantic bedroom with a big, like, jacuzzi tub and a bathroom. I love it. Yeah. So, it's like, it's like a super homey feel. I'm going to say, yeah, I didn't describe that part as well, but, um, yeah, so they have three, and they're, like, very decent size. They have a kitchen you can use, so, like, I mean, if you're up for it in labor, you can make whatever you want or have your husband or whoever cook for you or if you have a doula or whatever. Um, well, they, like, and- encourage that, like, when you're in labor to do tasks like that to get through your labor, like, to fold laundry or to cook dinner or to... Like Ian, when she talked about her home birth on here, she was saying, I literally cleaned every inch of my bathroom, not yeah. with like harsh products, obviously, but like 
that that kept her doing something to be able to like not be focused too much on the pain she was in exactly like you have to occupy your mind doing something so and yeah. um, like if you're in a hospital for example a lot of people i think you talked about this like hypnobirthing like that is where your mind would be but like yeah if you're at home <laughs> yeah clean your bathroom or if you're at a birthing center like do you know cook something or whatever so that's really cool that that's an option that's freaking crazy yeah i know um i was just like okay uh can i just move in or what right so yeah that's kind of the gist of it obviously they can do a lot of different things there and it's just weird like the amount of like i don't know anybody that has given birth at a birth center i don't um no. So, do you? I met somebody that was at the the Bloomington Birth Center, okay? Which I'm going to have her come on here and talk because she literally, like, didn't make it to the Bloomington Birthing Center and yeah, had her I baby. She had her baby in, the, in her front seat of her minivan in the parking lot of the birthing center. Well, she should Like, she was there. there. Kidding. She kidding. She could have walked in and the baby, oh, like, literally fall out oh, as she's walking. Well, hey. At least she was there to like get some care immediately afterwards. Sure. Yeah. No, but she, uh, I was like, you can't ever sell your minivan because that's where like, does, where does she live? She lives in Bloomington. Oh my God. Well, you can't tell me that because now I'm going to have a freaking car, baby. No, because well, she just labored at home. Right. Yeah. For, for and then, then all, then she like was like, we gotta huh. go in. I mean, I don't know her full story because she didn't get to tell me. But like, hopefully, I can contact her to come on. But um, literally, she's like, "Yeah," and I had the baby in my front seat in my minivan, and I'm like, "You can't ever sell that minivan ever." Yeah, like or your child, your child, your firstborn. I'm pretty sure it's her firstborn. I think was born in this car. It's never you can never give it away. Yeah, and usually, like firstborn, like your first. Your labor's gonna be like so long. Yeah. So that's very, that's not common. But no. I mean that's a cool story, obviously. Yeah. Um, I'll have to have her on. But anyway, but you're gonna be fine and you're gonna make it. So Yeah. Clearly that's been like a thought in my head, like, okay, so what if what what if and like what are we gonna do? So Stan said he might be working at a location that's like out an hour and a half south of Sullivan. So, um, yeah, I just said, well, I'm going to have you pack a bag. Like as it gets closer to my due date, like with, a, with a set of clothes for you and whatever else you need. And, um, showered at a truck stop and then meet me there. My mom offered to drive me, but I don't know. It just depends how it, it is. Because, like, if it's fine, then I'll just drive. But I might not have an hour and a half to wait on him. And then time for him to shower. And then an hour and a half drive there. I don't know. So. Yeah. And, like, also, like, if you start having, like, contractions, like, just go stay in a hotel. That's exactly. That's what I was going to do. Yep. Like, then you can relax and, and, like, be in the hotel, and then you're, like, kid-free for a second. And if it's a false alarm, you go back to your kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
and it's there's one literally uh there's a hotel there's like a couple hotels just literally down the way from it so yeah so it'll be yeah it's it's gonna be great that'll be fine the only thing is if you have two cars there i know i don't know that's not my concern you're right you're right you're right let's not worry about that right now i yeah exactly i don't know i'll figure it out Time your mom has to my your mom might have to drive you there drop you off and come back to watch the girls i know that's what i was thinking i'm like i guess you can take me but i don't know a lot of people want their mom in the room and oh, stuff do you want your mom no like i would oh. prefer i would prefer like like just dan and me honestly and obviously like the midwives and stuff but oh, right see i don't know like i I really wanted my mom with Ellie and I was told I can't because of COVID because it's was stupid. And I was like, I mean, I did it without her, but like, I feel like my birth would went really differently if she would have been there just because like, I really couldn't have much contact with her either. Cause I'm obviously. Yeah. In a mess, and it just, you just, you know, you just don't, you're there by yourself. So you think you have to do it by yourself. and i was like i really but now thinking like i like i definitely want my mom the next one because this this and this and i'm kind of like 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 do i right because i mean we we did it just timmy and i and it was okay it went okay you know like i don't know like do i want that special moment with my husband or like do i want my mom's support because i know that it's gonna be like it's she i mean it's just gonna be awesome to have her support yeah i mean it, it just so like, it's just like a it doesn't bother me like i would have had her in there the first time like i know people are like absolutely not and i'm like okay go you so proud of you but like homegirl over here like needs her mom yeah and you're not alone in that thinking i feel like a lot of people have said that where a lot of people have their mom there and one of my friends said like oh next time i'm gonna have my mom there so yeah it's personal preference obviously go ahead i uh whenever Gigi was born i did not have visitors um at the hospital did you huh were you able to have them if you wanted them or no i think i could but i didn't want to i don't think visitors at the hospital no. no, and then it, we literally left like so quick after too. So no, and um, after I had Penelope, like my parents brought Gigi up to see her just because I thought that would be cute. Oh, perfect. Yes. Yeah, but um, so at the birth center, if everything goes fine, you stay for like six hours and dip. Oh, really? Yeah. That's nice. So I. I'm not going to tell anybody whenever I go into labor because I really don't want freaking visitors. I don't want people in there. No. Like, I'm, like, 90% naked and, like, sweaty and stuff. Get out of here. You know what I mean? I don't want people no. around. <laughs> no. 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 Like, no. I absolutely not. Like, literally just, like, I just need, like, my mom and nobody else is allowed. Like, right. besides Timmy. Like, you know, like, that would be, like, the extent. and like. I visitors no like even at home like oh yeah I've had I went home 
to my mom's house, my mom and dad's house, because we had not been able to find a house to live in yet, a home to live in. So we were still living there when I had Ellie. So because I was going home to my family, I was like, that's just not fair to Timmy's family because they don't like my mom and dad get to meet him before meet Ellie before Timmy's mom. So I was like, and my, all my siblings, cause all my siblings freaking live there. Yeah, And so I was like, that's not fair. So then I had them meet us at the house when we left from the hospital and it was all, it was all way too much. Yeah. Like, that's overwhelming. It was so overwhelming. I, I was so overwhelmed and I will not do that again. I would have had a panic attack. Like everybody get out. <laughs> I literally broke out in hives and almost had to go to the hospital oh, for it. So yeah. Just don't repeat that. Never. And literally, like, there's, like, anybody who's held my baby, hold Ellie, and, like, didn't follow my guidelines or my wishes will not hold this next baby until I decide. Like, I am not even playing. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't know. I feel like, yeah. I'm I not like pregnant, birth- by the way. Yeah. I'm not pregnant. I- <laughs> I'm just, this is all hypothetical. Just making sure. I think, I don't know. In my... From who I know, like, I feel like first-time moms are, are a lot more lenient with um, boundaries. Because I remember, yeah, after I had Gigi, like, people came over, like, the next, like, the day of, like, the day we got home. And I'm like, what for? Like, I'm, <laughs> like, why? I look like, and I feel like shit. Life. Why are people yeah. here? Like, I've had two hours of sleep. Please leave. And Yeah, for real. Um, so yeah, obviously. And then that thing, okay, so I think Stan wants to get in the bedroom, so and oh, that's where okay. we are. So oh, or that's okay. where I am. So um sorry, sorry, Stan. No, it's okay. We'll wrap it up. He'll live. But <laughs> I was gonna say that thing that I posted the other day in the group, the five 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 rule, like five days yeah. in the bed, five days or five days in, on and around the bed. Yes. And I feel like more people should absolutely follow that and not have visitors. Don't go back to work two minutes after you give birth. Relax. Eat nutritious foods. Drink a shit ton of water. And yeah. um, just take it easy. Yeah, I agree. I think that we all rush after post after giving birth. Like we need to like, I love that role. And I can't wait to like, I hope. Everybody sees that and everybody has a baby after seeing it does that because it's, yeah. It's I think awesome. it'll be very beneficial. And I and think it should like, be what it is expected. It shouldn't be like something like, oh, she's still in bed at 15 days. The baby's 15 freaking days old. Yeah, I'm still in bed. Like, bye. And obviously, like, there are some cultures that the mom is supposed to be at home for like 90 days. So 15 is fine you're fine yeah um real quick um kennedy actually started an instagram page for um mom so you just real quick hit that because i really want people to know that that's a great resource for them so go ahead okay so whenever i said that we don't sit still here and we leave the house like four or five days a week or more um we yeah we explore so basically um the Instagram page is Toddlers in Central Ill. 
that's like the what it's called toddlers yeah. and girl ill um and it will i've posted quite a bit of like things that we've done in the past um or here recently even um and it's just like activities and like field trips if you will and museums different things you can do with your kids um and obviously mine are little so i try and um target it toward the toddler age range hence the name toddlers in central ill right but um i wanted to call it toddlers in the 217 because that's more catchy but yeah i feel like the 217 isn't like like i we did something in bloomington that's not in the 217 and i want to include more you know what i mean so yeah so follow this is not it's like 309 Oh. Yeah. So I will have hidden gems in there for you to do with your kids. Um so you also post there. you post like the price and like all that stuff. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. So I'll post the price. Sometimes if I'm feeling it, I'll post the times and stuff. But um I was saying we're poor here, so uh oh. we we do a lot of free stuff or very cheap. Yeah, every tweet. Yeah. We love the cheap fun activities. Um yeah. you also posted like a little calendar of things that you're gonna be doing. I mean, if I mean as a mom though, like it might happen, it might not happen sometimes, but like I thought that was cool. So we kind of know like other toddler moms are gonna be where they're gonna be. So then we could like join and then we could start like a little like moving group too. So I thought that was really good that you did that. And I also, like, I'll probably do that weekly, and that will also give you, like, ideas of what is coming up in the week. So if you need something to do, you can also go. And if you see something, like, send me a message, and I'll probably go or share. So, yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty good at looking up, like, different um, activities and, like, museums and festivals and stuff. Like, I know this weekend, I don't know when this podcast will be out, but... It's Labor Day weekend this weekend, and we are going to the Cheese Festival in Arthur. Fun! Yeah, so that's one thing we're going to do. So if this goes out before then, know that the Arthur, the Arthur Cheese Festival is going on. And, I mean, it's just a festival, but, I mean, cheese, so, duh, I'll be there. Right, um, and kids love cheese. Yes, I know, Gigi loves cheese, so she'll love it. That's pretty much all Ellie had for dinner tonight. So it's protein and fat and dairy. Healthy fat and dairy. Yep. Almost all the food groups just need the grain. Yep. Give her a cracker and call it good. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing that for other toddler moms. I think it's, I'm really glad that you got inspired to do that because we just need more of those things. So I just feel like I wasn't utilizing social media in a in a way that was productive before because I just got rid of my personal page because I was just seeing a lot of negative stuff especially about like birth and I don't know I just it just wasn't serving me so I'm like well how how can I actually have like an Instagram account and make it like positive and worthwhile so I just figured you know what let's do it I saw this girl 
there's a girl in Chicago that kind of does something similar. So I'm like, well, why don't I do it for down here? Because not everybody can from down here can just drive to Chicago all the time. So with with babe, young kids, exactly, now. exactly. I love that. You know what? That like almost want I like almost want to go delete mine too and just use my navigating motherhood one because yeah. I see so many good things on that one. Yes, exactly. Because it's what like instagram's algorithm you know like and i see just kind of like honestly trash i do like seeing like other like people like that i catch up with but i can just get that on facebook if i wanted to so yeah. i'm or really have a conversation with them <laughs> you know right I, I yeah don't right i don't care right. what someone that i knew seven years ago i don't really care what they're doing and if i do i'm gonna talk to them right you're like, right if you're trying to sell me something, especially, I'm probably, I just don't. But a lot of it is just like, a lot of the content I was seeing was just like negative and just dumb. And it was after unfollowing and getting rid of a ton of like accounts and people anyway. Like you said, it's just the algorithm, but. Yeah, it's just, yeah, they post, yeah. That's a whole different topic. It is. Or other thing. Yeah. I so. guess you'll have to come back oh again. God. <laughs> maybe I you'll would, have the baby by the time you come back i was gonna say i would like to like uh maybe share about that experience later the baby? on yeah uh yeah because you had a you'll like you know god be with you you have this baby healthy at the birthing center like and if you don't i want to hear about it too because in the car stories are important yeah oh yeah um i don't even think i told people but i'm like in week 31 i think so it's coming up here i think whatever you, heard, you just you have to look at the calendar and count <laughs> oh my gosh i love it yeah okay well since it's getting a little late and stan wants to be in the room that you're in we'll <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up thank you for coming on I really appreciate it and hopefully I, I get this podcast out pretty quickly I don't know if I want to space them out since we just did one or not so right. we'll see but anyway thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next time bye, bye.